Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Oi, the boys and girls on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes the tales can get quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Greg, and Andy, Jimmy, JC. All we know and all we talk about is booty. It's time to get this party started tonight. You're listening to This Just In on Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. Third, two, ten, three, third. Like, holy fuck. Like, you are like, you are immersed in this World Cup, pal. It's very impressive. I, I don't know how you do it, it from a sleep standpoint. I am enjoying it, but I can't help it. I just gave it up. I was up at 4.30 this morning, just looking at the screen. <laughs> your your circadian rhythms are just messed right now because the women's yeah. World Cup. I was I almost went to watch Jimmy and listen to him call the game yesterday. I think you called the game yesterday, didn't you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> you know you're absolutely bored if you're going to come listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny you do get that that I don't know what you call it after a World Cup or a big tournament, and you've been so immersed in it for so long, then it ends. There's that sense of emptiness. Yeah. For, for a while, they're like, oh, now what? Now what do I do? Yeah, then you go back to below deck. <laughs> <laughs> You're not back on there, are you, Jimmy? Uh, no, I'm getting close to going back to watching the first episode and going all the way through again. Oh, don't do it, Jimmy. Don't do it. I'm Premier into it now, to too. Up. European football. Uh, yes. Are you really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Forrest, one day you and me are going to be on one of those boats. <laughs> I had no idea what it was about. And then Cheyenne and my daughter was so she's like, do you want to watch it? Yeah. So anyway, we're, we're three, three, three or four in, I think. <laughs> are you hooked? It, it's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> are you on, are you on season one or do you starting, are you starting later on? No, I th- think we're on season four. Oh, the boat you're... gets bigger. Yeah. <laughs> Beyond those big super yachts. God, what a pathetic existence we have, eh? Jesus Christ. Not There's wrong. freaking football to talk about, boys. Football. Um, if if you are sensing that loss right now because the Women's World Cups uh, have a couple of off days before the semifinals, the broadcast dropped a great episode yesterday. Um, Aaron McLeod joins Dubs and, and Rian 
which is a great perspective, obviously. So make sure you listen to that. They, they break down the quarterfinals, look ahead to the semifinals. Um, it's, it's an outstanding episode, as they all are. Uh, we're going to focus, though, on, to start with anyway, the Prem. We'll get to Neymar, the latest Saudi Arabian recruit. Um, there's lots of stories, of course, outside the Prem, but it kicked off this weekend. It made me feel warm inside and fuzzy. I can't believe... We're here already, but we've been through that. It's a short summer. Our parlay was not great. Uh, uh, better than we, previous weeks, but yeah, Craig's we, casket fund is not sorry. looking good right now. No, Sharm, uh, JC we, crushed it, though. Probably the pick of the week. Spurs, Brentford, draw. JC nailed that. So I apologize personally to JC. Um, our, our parlay on TonyBet.ca, we had, well, Craig picked Arsenal over Forest. Okay. Brave pick there Three that came through. Um, Bournemouth, West Ham. I forget who it was. Who picked Bournemouth? Jimmy. It was Jimmy, was it? That was a draw, of course. We lost that yeah. one. Wow. Uh, Chelsea, Liverpool. <laughs> Wonga, was it you that picked Liverpool? Or was it no, Dubs? I was out. I was out that day. I was oh, you were. Our, yeah, that's right. So it must have been Dubs. That yeah. was a draw, obviously. Uh, Brentford, Spurs, as mentioned there, a draw. Well done, JC. I picked the Blades. To surprise Palace, and that was a 1-0 Palace win. So we got two right, but in the world of parlays, that ain't good enough. So uh, we at this point, we're just bleeding money to the TonyBet.ca, but there are sponsors, so we're fine with that. Quite we're happy. down 15 bucks. <laughs> you know, listen, parlays are a fool's game, man. They're so difficult. So many oh, things yeah. can go go wrong, obviously, especially five-game parlays, but we're going to do it every week, and one of these, year, one of these days, we'll, we'll get it. <laughs> And you get one right, we're in the plus. Hand of these years? <laughs> yeah, I'm not confident, fellas. <laughs> hey, Sharms, we did, uh, we did name the Tony bet. When you, when you mess up, you are now uh, yourself, myself, Dubs, and Jimmy then. We're in the Tony bet, I fucked it jar. So that, that's what it's called now. The Tony bet, I fucked it jar parlay. So uh, that's what we're all in it right now. Craig right now is 3-0. And JC, I think this was your first week because you subbed for me and you're one and zero, correct? But that's a tough one too. You went with the, you went with the draw. Well, I had to go with the draw because it was a U and I derby. Yeah, the, it was. And I, I could never go against Warner because no, it's thank you. I, so I Brentford, thought, yeah. Bees. So together yeah. we create a draw. Plus, what, there's would no you game. have picked a Warner had, had you been here on Friday? I would have gone a CPL game, and I was going to do Halifax Wanderers because they've been playing so well. But it was good. it was actually a Premier League only parlay this week, so oh, you well, could have done that. Then you know what? I would have gone uh, city. I would have taken the easy one, the city one at the front end with with was it was Burnley? Yeah, yeah. yeah on Friday, yeah. I would have just Friday. taken the go to. Well, listen. I mean, Burnley actually played okay, but City just class. Let's be honest here. Harland, ah, two goals, two chances. Did you see at halftime when he came off the field uh, and Pep? ran over to him, and they were both so pissed, Craig. They're up 2 nothing. Holland's got a brace. Everything's looking great. They haven't missed a beat. And Pep is just remonstrating with this, this miserable-looking Viking. And I'm thinking, boy, any concern about them finding the hunger this year? Just for, from that little 15 seconds that we saw, I thought, no, this team's they're, – they're ready for this season. Pep's on it. He's on it. It's going to take something really special. I mean, to keep that team going after the trouble last year, keep them motivated. I don't think you're going to have a problem with some of them, but 
oh, most of them, quite honestly, they're all winners. But it's uh, if you let your guard down a little bit in this league, you're going to find yourself in behind Arsenal for 258 days. <laughs> <laughs> and then have to overtake them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Time to put the foot down now, boys. Okay. Let's do it. Um, of Canadian concern, though, in this game was the playoff Luca Coliosho, a guy that we, we've spoken about a lot the last year or so. He was called up to Canada by John Herman, wasn't capped. Um, this past summer, he's been playing for Italy in the U21s. Luca Coliosho looked great in this game. <laughs> He looks like a proper footballer. <laughs> and I don't know. I've got no intel on this at all. I think we've blown it. Don't you? Missed the chance. Missed the chance. If he's playing for Italy over the summer, having already been called up by Canada at some point. And, and remember, that was, I believe that was the the game that was cancelled against Iran. It was that incident, that awful week. Well, that wouldn't tie him, though. Law. So was he, unless he was involved with the Nations League or the gold cup squad that wouldn't tie him no 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 he, 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 no but just in the experience though going through that and just seeing what's happened the last number of months i mean okay i've got canada in in disarray or i can play for italy okay in disarray too to a certain degree mancini just quits this past weekend but it's still italy could this be a junior hoylet situation where he chooses italy or in hoylet's case england for a long time, doesn't get the chance, doesn't get the call up, eventually decides to play for Canada. And it's great. What a servant. But in his prime years, perhaps wasn't there. That, is that what I'm looking at here? Um, yeah, I would say you're pretty accurate on that. They're going to do their best with him if they think he's the future. And they'll uh, do a good job selling it, which is pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Jimmy, I mean, is that a concern for you? Like this, the, the bullshit off the pitch for Canada is going to drive away players that perhaps, you know, John Herman's had contact with? Yeah, for sure it will because, you know, it won't be just the, the player thinking about it. The agent's going to get involved because the agent's going to look at what's best for his career. His family's going to be looking at it as well. You know, there's going to be a number of people that, that help make that decision for that for the player. And if you're looking at this national program right now, you're thinking, what a mess this is. What a mess. And he's got some time. He's not going to do anything crazy either and get himself tied probably even by the Italian team, you know, for the the time being. Right. But it's been announced, though, that the next window, there are no games. They can't even schedule, can't even afford to play games right now. Right. They've got a game against Japan later in the year, which is great. That's a good opponent. But the fact that we're seeing windows now where there aren't matches scheduled because of financial restraints. That's not going to help Canada's cause. No, because you think as well, like imagine imagine those conversations where you sit down, you know, we'd love you to come play for Canada. You know, it'd be great for us. You'll start. We don't have any games coming up because we can't afford them. But when we do get some money, (laughs) when we do get some money and we can get a game, you will play. And we got the World Cup in 26. Hey! (laughs) Which we'll definitely be playing. Yeah. Not sure where, <laughs> but definitely play somewhere in Canada, maybe Toronto. Don't know. Yeah, yeah I'll I tell you, I'd love to be a fly in the wall of John Herman's office just to hear his, no, his, you his thoughts. Bullshit. When he's trying <laughs> to get these players, these kids, I mean, Colio Show, just this is, you saw, and listen, I'm basing this on 
he had a nice little career right in Spain. Didn't see him. I'm going to, won't lie to you. Just what I've read and, and heard and spoken to people about. He looked really good for Burnley. He looked excellent on that right-hand side. He's just the kind of player that you could add to this attacking group that Canada has as another option. It's like, man, we're going to fuck it up. <laughs> you know how John Herdman, you know how Herdman always has such great things to say, He's so positive in when he, when he opines and talks to his team. Do you think in his head he's that positive too? You know, when he's talking to himself? Or how much self-doubt would go on in John Herdman? Herd I, I think if John's got self-doubt, he'll be able to convince himself otherwise. Yes. He's a man motivator. I'm like, literally, he goes, look in the mirror. You can do this, John. You're six foot eight. I'm a giant. Yeah, I think it's the other way. I think he just goes into the basement, grabs a bottle of rye, and just goes, fuck, I hate this. <laughs> Maybe you're right. This is miserable. Yeah. The, the, the anti- there, everything's positive. I got to help everybody out. Had enough. It's, it's like we, we have Steve Chang, who, who's won us alter ego. Maybe John's got an alter ego, like Ron Birdman or something, you know, and he goes in his basement, like Jimmy says there, and just pounds a <laughs> bottle of whiskey. He goes, oh, my God, this is doing my freaking head in. What more can I do for this program? And not helping me. We're making this happen. John, John Herdman's alter ego is Ron Birdman. <laughs> Ron <It's Burgundy>. real. <laughs> we must remember this bit because it's pretty good i like it yeah yeah anyway we've been we found ourselves uh, pulled away to the canadian situation which isn't the point of this podcast because we're wrapping up the weekend <laughs> what we saw there and yeah man city looked pretty good burnley no no that's the first game back in the prem under under vincent company play a different brand of football that pretty good. So I think Man City's happy. Burnley's probably pretty happy as well. Uh, as are Arsenal. I think as are Forest too, Jimmy. I thought Forest played pretty well, actually. They did. In they that did. match against, obviously, a vastly superior team. Yeah, they did. They had some good little spells in that match. Turner played well too. Yeah, he was uh, all right. Arsenal. His Premier League debut, finally. Yeah. It's, it's but I like him. Jimmy, great move for him. Get some yeah. minutes, regular yeah. football. Yeah. He'll play there. It's in a good good squad. They've added some some good players as well. They, they seem to be a lot more. They've got more pace as well, don't they, Forrest? Which is which is great. And you need that in the Premier League too now if you really want to compete. But you know, it's always going to be a difficult one going to going to Arsenal. There's such a great side, so much depth. But they they held their own. They they hung in there. And if they can continue like that and keep growing throughout the season, they'll be fine. They were great at home last year too, weren't they? Yeah, very, very good. It's always difficult going to the city, Grant. But Arsenal have to be happy. They got their three uh, signings in in the game: Rice, Havertz, and Timber. Yeah, a couple hundred million between all those guys. So Saka with a great goal. What a he just gets better and better, doesn't he? He's such he's a fun player to watch. No, he's ridiculous, ridiculous. That so guy, good. I tell you, I mean, I'm going to say it right now that he's going to mature into one of England's greatest ever. Yeah. Right? yeah I, agree. I, I mean, I, I don't see a that. reason why he can't. He's in the right team. He's going to yeah. play in the biggest tournaments. He, yeah. He's so young. He's got apparently a great attitude um, and just has all the skills, the skill, the quickness, the speed, the footwork, the vision, the hunger. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's awesome. He's really I think, I think it's, it's promising as well for the England national team. When you look at some of these young 
young players now that are in the Premier League that are performing week in and week out. I'm telling you, I think England's going to be very, very good soon. Very good. Then you got Harry Kane, a good start for Harry Kane over speaking of (laughs) England players. Yeah. So does this Harry need to leave Spurs? Sorry, leave Bayern Munich now to win trophies? (laughs) (laughs) See, Tuchel after the game, he's like, I have to apologize to Harry Kane. He must think we haven't trained for four weeks. (laughs) It's tough. So, so, yeah, Bayern, they played in their Super Cup, essentially, uh, against Leipzig. Lost the match. Kane came on. Having signed like the night before in the second half, played, I think, what, 27 minutes, had three touches. Not good enough, Harry. Just not good enough. Still weird, though, isn't it, to see him in that Bayern, Bayern shirt. Um, but thank it God. Was actually, it was, it was actually weirder watching him go over to the referee to complain, and he was going to say something, and then he's like, I don't know a freaking word of yeah, <laughs> My English isn't the best either, so fuck yeah, I'll stay out of this. Hey, hey ref, 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 mate. <laughs> I'll speak in German and he just backs off. He's like, ah, he did. He totally backed <laughs> off. <laughs> I'm wasting my time here. <laughs> but, you know, I like to, I like Kane's his comments, Ryan, what he said. He goes, you know, he, he did have just ambition to experience football in a different part of the world, right? And a different mm-hmm. culture. So I, I give him respect for that. He, he says, I didn't want to get to the end of my career with regrets at not experiencing different leagues and cultures. Yeah. Yeah. I respect no, that. It, it, it would have been good for Spurs fans to know that maybe <laughs> the yeah. last couple of years. He was going to go to Man City, remember, a couple of years ago. I'm sure he'd still be there. I'm not yeah. sure his big cultural shift from London to Manchester. Although maybe, maybe somewhat, but I get what he's saying. I yeah. think when you, when you look at it too, Craig, and you know all about this. Like when when we were back in the UK, you would never, very rarely, did you hear of an England player, an English player leaving England. And now you've seen a lot more of these English players going into the continent now and playing in different leagues. So I think it's completely different mindset now for these English players. Whereas before, it never they wouldn't even talk about going anywhere else but staying in England. No, I mean there was a very few clubs that could outspend as well, right? So you're financially yeah. in a pretty good position usually but just playing for another club uh i mean i would have stayed at ipswich my whole career i could have ended up in there for 20 years and that would have been fine but after going and experiencing chelsea and then west ham for five years uh that experience was just amazing and it is different and culturally it's different in london than it is in east anglia and it was just it was just a really really good experience and i think that Harry Kane will certainly enjoy that side of things too. Just the the differences and change of scenery and a little less pressure, I think, too, in certain uh, aspects as far as the English media and various things. And he's hoping to win a trophy here because they've won 11 leagues in a row seasons, I think. So uh, there you have it. But he'll settle imagine in if he doesn't. Well. Imagine if he doesn't win a trophy this year at Bayern Munich. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> All the fingers being pointed. It's you, Harry. That's the problem. Yeah. One of the best strikers in the world, and he's won fuck all. <laughs> After hey, your Craig, career, that'd be terrible. Did you, Craig? Do you think you became a better footballer because you made the switch to to West Ham? Um, no, I don't know about better. Better. I mean, I was also. I'd already spent thirteen years at Ipswich, so I was sort of. In my, I would say my prime in my career as I approached 30 years, yeah, 30 years of age when I moved. 
best five yes, years as well. Big goalkeepers in, in football. I would say the best five years in my, of my life was at West Ham. Only I say that because I was thirty, and you you got to a point in your career where you're in your life where you're sort of settled and happy and things like that. So, uh, yeah, you didn't have I, I didn't feel any pressure at West Ham, and you, know, you got to an age where you're comfortable. But you, you, when you moved to West Ham, you chose to stay living near Ipswich, right? I did. I stayed in Ipswich, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Traveled down drive. Day, 66 miles for training. What wow. the fuck wow. was I thinking? That's a lot of time for self-contemplation. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And I had a McDonald's card, and I kept pulling into McDonald's on the way home and Chelmsford on the way back to Ipswich. Too much time for Craig. <laughs> You're brave. You, of course, <laughs> you, you'd go with the 20 nugget pack every time. You'd think about life way too much, even back then. No, I would only get a 10. Me and Richard would share it. Uh, Just the five nuggets each? Yeah, and a couple other things, apple pie and whatnot. Athletes, eh? <laughs> Athletes, I guess you, you figured that your metabolism was kicking over so much by that point, you could you could burn it off right in no time. Well, that wasn't, yeah, wasn't really wasn't an thought issue. About. But <laughs> not exactly what you should be eating, but... It's not the best best recovery meal? Nuggets? No. No? What's the best recovery meal, Jimmy? Well, when I was in Nottingham, uh, we used to have a Hooters. It was the only Hooters in... <laughs> In the UK, you go to Hooters and recover. <laughs> and uh, but what I about go food? In and and uh, get a nice spicy chicken sandwich, <laughs> chicken breast. <laughs> yeah, they're known for their food, aren't they? Oh yeah, really good. Wait a second, the waitress's name was Spicy Chicken Sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did the they go. know you by name, Jimmy, when you went in there? Yeah, I used to have a pair of orange shorts, and I had the I had the whole kit. I wore it into training. <laughs> <laughs> he's not lying i've seen it how tight yeah. were jimmy's shorts back then just the oh, tightest tight. well no the tight ones were really short tiger tight his lunch kit was hanging out yeah you could see what religion he was yeah oh yeah <laughs> it was like a sundial when i was walking <laughs> <laughs> Living near the time now was that a norris jimmy or where was that no, that was in Nottingham. Oh, Nottingham, okay. Yeah, so it was actually the Canadian guy that owns the one down downtown on Adelaide, John. He uh, he owned the one in Nottingham. So it was. Uh, I just went in there to support him, really. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy! Yeah. So, does he still own the one in, in Toronto? Yeah. How often do you still go there? Uh, not often. In fact, I haven't been there in years, mm-hmm. years, long, long, long time. Me and Jimmy made an appearance there a few years ago. I can't remember when that was, but yeah. Do you still have shorts? No, I got rid of them. By the end of the night, he was. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's so a Rocky Bow story that had involved. Yeah, I had one of them too. Yeah. So much more to this story, isn't there? Rocky Balboa. <laughs> Rocky Balboa. Um, Wonga, do you know about the story, JC? Is this just a purely a Craig Jimmy inside inside? Story, I think it's an it? inside joke, but it has must have to do with the rock, like when Apollo Creed gave Rocky the 
American shorts, boxing shorts. Is that what it's about? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Ah, Right, right. Didn't Creed die soon after? Yeah, he died. Yeah. Oh, Drago killed him. Yeah, one movie later. In the ring. I must break you. That's right. You're not German. (laughs) I watched actually Rocky IV um, a few months ago for the first time in, God knows, what, 30 years? It doesn't age very well. Really bad. Yeah. Uh, um, all right. Speaking of West Ham, let's go there, shall we? Craig, we kind of kind of mentioned West Ham there. Um, they tied Bournemouth 1-1. James Ward Prowse. Great signing. That is a good signing, yeah. It is a good signing. I worry about them up front, though. I mean, Bowen's doing really well. Um, but I mean, Skamaka is out the door, so that would never work. And what are their options up front? Uh, I think they're they're short in that that area, and they got out possessed quite heavily too, which isn't overly concerning, depending on what you do with the ball. But they didn't look terrific. Although Bournemouth have made some pretty good signings, and any draw I think on the road is 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 not a bad result in the Premier League. So I'm not disappointed overly with that result for for West Ham but I am concerned about long run and scoring on a regular basis and who that's going to be how long how long do you think Moyes will get well how long his leash will be if they yeah yeah I don't know I mean there's we'll see I can't imagine them doing what they did last year and holding on, letting it linger yeah. as long as they did. But then, in the end, you ended up winning a European trophy and finished the season off pretty well. And but, like yeah, like we've always said, it's a results-driven game. And if he doesn't get them, he'll be under pressure quickly. Yeah, but it's a big month, though. I mean, Paqueta looks like he's on his way to to Man City for mm-hmm. an astronomical amount of money, and they'll reinvest that in the window if they get it done soon enough, right? In my in my opinion, I get uh, if they get a good price for him, I let him go. I, I honestly, I think he's, I think he's overrated. To be honest with you, but he goes games without doing shit. Is he one of those players, Craig? Do you think that that he, he's great when he's surrounded by great players, but perhaps he can't elevate a team by himself? Perhaps, perhaps he's had but moments, he's a, right, of brilliance. Wasn't he? He was man of the match, wasn't he, against Bournemouth? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I said, I don't think he does it often enough. Yeah, so he needs to be more consistent with what you're saying. Jesus, yeah. You know, when you, I heard many times. Well, I've I've read a few times now about Moyes. He's they're button heads about players that he wants to bring in and what players the club want to bring in. That's not a good sign if they're already talking about them button heads about players coming in. That's normally a little. Hold on a minute. We're not letting you pick anybody because we're going to see how you probably do for the first ten games. But the danger is, like we saw last year, you, you have a bad start, you slip into that relegation fight, and it just sucks you in all season long. And now, now they managed to make up for it in the cup in the conference league, but it was a tough domestic season. Yeah. So you, you want to get your ducks aligned. You want to make your sales and bring players in in time and give your manager what he needs, essentially. And if you're going to get yeah. 80 million or whatever it's going to be for Paqueta, then if you're smart, you must have targets up front who you're aiming for. Yeah, absolutely, they do. Whether they can afford them or not, I mean, it is it. 
they they didn't get much of their work done or certainly signings done until really late it was like what are they doing like sign somebody sign somebody but like i said up front they're struggling and then antonio i mean he's just you know he got to the age where he's just not being able to do it at that level on a regular basis anymore so really relying on bowen and i think he can do a job for them but i just think they need more depth up top it was a great goal mind you wasn't it a fantastic uh Danny Ings, I forgot Danny Ings played for West Ham. It's funny how you forget. He joined in January, scored a couple of goals, but certain players, oh yeah, Danny Ings is at West Ham. I completely forgot about it until I saw him out there. But again, probably not the solution up front. No, not a chance. No. Chelsea tie Liverpool. Really interesting match, actually. I quite enjoyed that one, as much as you could enjoy it in a 1-1 draw. Liverpool looked great to start the match. Chelsea looked uh, disarray, but they really grew into themselves in the second half in Mauricio Pochettino's first match back in the Prem. Tons of injuries to Chelsea. Very, very young team, of course. Um, but in the end, I thought the, the the one message I got from that entire game is these teams are going to score a shitload of goals this year, but they're going to concede a shitload of goals as well. Mm-hmm. That's a good result for Chelsea, though. I, I You know, overall, I think Pochettino's got to be pretty happy. With, with that result. Jackson looks strong. Uh, Chilwell was a threat uh, on the wide side, and they, they look much better in the second half than they did early on in the match, and getting a draw at Anfield is, is a good result for them. Build on that confidence a bit. So Poch did some things um, to the club. For example, he switched the dugouts that they, they sit in. They, they're now sitting where the away team sat last year. He's mixed up the parking spots just to kind of put a whole new kind of new chakras, a new zen to the club. Do you think that as former players, would that give you that fresh start, a fresh feel, just where you're sitting, where you're parking your car? Well, not if somebody's parked in your spot. (laughs) 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 But, you know, little things to try to freshen things up, uh, is what they do as far as training goes as well. You know, somebody that does different things in training is, and you never know what you're going to do from day to day was, is always, always a way to keep things fresh as well. Well, that was the case with Lampard too. Didn't know what they're doing from day to day. <laughs> Very different reasons. Yeah. No, that worked out well. Graham Potter, what a crazy, he's just reminded me, he's mm-hmm. looking at this game and reminded me of the chaos at Chelsea last year. Sella got really pulled was. off in the 77th minute. He didn't look overly happy about that. He looked pissed off, didn't he? Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't score. He scored, I think, in the last five uh, season openers, I think it was. Did score in this game, but it was ruled offside by the smallest amount. Um, but I thought he played really well. McAllister was playing in uh, in the sixth, which isn't really his preferred position, but they look pretty good out there, but they need someone in that position. And Casado looks like he's on his way to Chelsea now. He's past his medical. I'm just seeing reports uh, as we start mm-hmm. recording today. So that deal, that that attempt to hijack the Casado deal drove up the price. Uh, but Chelsea get their man in the end by the looks of things. That's a good signing. Um, it, it's interesting that because Paul Barber, former Vancouver Whitecap executive, right? I think he was GM or something for, you know, whatever, I don't know what his serious title of Vancouver, but he's been uh, executive at uh, Brighton for some time. And uh, right behind this record price tag for Casado at 115 million. What the fuck? This this guy at Chelsea, 
the oligarch American guy. Where, where's he getting all his money from? Todd Bowley. Yeah. He loves his sport. Holy shit. You spent 600 million pounds, I think. Mm -hmm. Now, they sold quite a bit this, this year as well, right? A lot of players have left that squad. But he's mm -hmm. still signing players to these long-term deals, like seven, eight-year deals, which I thought they were trying to put a cap on. You, you couldn't do it, but I'm not sure how that's how it's working. I haven't done my research into that just yet, and quite frankly, it's not that interesting. But he's, he's trying things his own way. He's spending money. didn't work last year. Um, he seems to be the players he's brought in. At least there's a plan in place. He, he's listening to his football people, I think. These are young players. Not quite household names just yet, most of them. No. I mean, I mean Nicholas Jackson, Nick Jackson, looked really good yesterday. Uh, was, yep. was great late last year in Spain, but not, not by any stretch a, a well-known star name across Europe. But they picked him up. Looks decent. Does look decent. Yeah. Strong. Really good. Physical. But a fun match, nonetheless. I enjoyed that one, despite the, the, the draw there. And obviously, a number of our, our loyal supporters are Chelsea fans. So I'll, I'll try and keep my disdain for them. Well, not them, but for the club. To, to a minimum until later in the season, <laughs> depending on how it's going for Liverpool in their battle with Chelsea. Newcastle look good, beat Villa, <laughs> smashed Villa. Pumped them. Sandro Tonali looked great in his debut with a goal. Uh, Alex Isaac, two. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Goals. He's going to score a lot of goals this year. That was a nice signing last year when he came in. Looked really good. Harvey Barnes with a debut goal as well. And just that, that, that midfield, right? Tonali, Bruno, Joe Linton. Yeah, there's something there, isn't there? They Brilliant. The tempo really? that they play with, the composure, the creativity, they were, they battered Villa. Battered I was them. expecting more from Villa, that's for sure. I did as well. I mean, that's a team that we were talking about last week. We're going, oh, they're, they're going to be the dark horse. After that performance, I was like, Jesus. Yeah. Anthony will be Gordon, okay. too, looked really good, right? He started the game, surprisingly. Um, he, he had a great tournament in the U21s for England during the summer. He looked uh, excellent, one for the future there. So, yeah, they're, they're building something there. And, yeah, like you said, Aston Villa disappointing, but so much hype around them. You do wonder if if they believe in themselves a bit too much. But, listen, it's one game. You're playing Newcastle yeah. at Newcastle. These are the kind of results that going to happen, I think, this year with the Magpies. They're, they're, they're that good. Do you know one, one player that just really surprised me is Almiron? Remember when he was at Atlanta? I was like, oh, mm -hmm. yeah, he's, he's good. He's not bad. 
And then he gets his move to Newcastle, and you're thinking, ah, I'm not sure if he's going to get a lot of games here. Fucking hell, has he surprised everybody? What a baller he, he is. Superb. Oh, he's ridiculous. just fun to watch. He scores brilliant goals. Ridiculous. Yeah, it seems to be since Eddie Howe showed up that he, he you know, became a, a really good player as opposed to somebody who was good on the odd day, but he seems to be more consistent yeah. and developing into a proper Premier League player. As I was wondering whether he'd be part of the plans, but he certainly proved that he can be. Yeah. I think Eddie Howe is just overall, you know, he replaced Steve Bruce and he's, every player's improved. Yeah. Right? Look at Joe Linton, who's now a midfielder. Like, outstanding footballer. Yeah. Well, I was watching a thing about, I don't know if you guys saw the interview with Steve Bruce. And when he's talking about Newcastle and the new owners came in and they were they were talking to him and um, he actually was deadly honest with them. And he goes, it was the first time I've ever really been totally honest with the with the board. And and he goes, I'm, he goes, you've got to move me on. He goes, I, I'm not the guy to take this team forward. And he goes, you need someone younger, someone modern, someone into who's got a different philosophy to to take this team. And I think he was the one that recommended Eddie Howe. I did not know that. Really, that yeah. is interesting. Yeah, because he was he was like the the gray man. He was like just sitting there. Everyone knew he was going to be fired at some point. He could have walked away, but I mean, if he was kind of just being that stable stability between the, the old era and the new era, you give him a lot of credit for that. Great yeah. guy, apparently, Steve Bruce, right? One of the good yeah. people in football. So I, I didn't know that because, I mean, his his yeah. reputation took a battering at oh, Newcastle. He was being destroyed by the fans, whereas all along he's doing what's best for the club, it seems. Although I dare say he got a pretty decent golden handshake, but uh, it's, it's not someone that was, was you know, broke. <laughs> so I'm yeah. sure he's doing it for the right reasons. That's good to hear. Yeah, he, he probably said that after they, after they offered him a, a, a buyout. They probably that's probably when he said, "Yeah, yeah, I think you need to move me on," but at the right <laughs> price. <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys, I'll, I'll I'll steady the ship for a few months. Yeah. Sure. Um, where is Steve Bruce now? In his backyard having a coffee. Is it- How do I get bought out? What are you guys going to throw me to get bought out? <laughs> what are we doing what's here? your number what's, what's your number i think it's raised up to about 64 dollars <laughs> yeah. well, next episode longer if you going guys listen I, I i've taken it as far as i can i don't think i'm the guy to keep it going <laughs> his hands can be out like that give me some dope oh we've got lots of good things happening we're we'll we'll be talking about that soon but we've got good things happening so all those people who've always wanted video we're going to be moving into a video space very, very soon, just so it's, everyone knows. It's coming, yeah, exactly. Now, whether you want to see us, maybe yeah. you'll change your mind pretty quickly. Well, the other thing is we're all going to – I know I know, I know. know JC, Sharms, and I are going to go on a weight loss, try and get very, very thin for television because there's wow. going to be like four cameras on us. I got a four hands on. Four cameras equals 40 pounds, right? Because every every camera adds 10 pounds. I always said it's 40 pounds, <laughs> adds 40 pounds. Yeah, I think the actual number is t- 20, but I've always said 40. I have to say, Sharms, every time I think of you lately on television, I always think of your gray suit on the gray couch picture where you're just sitting there while the Canada didn't play and you guys had to fill time on one soccer. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, I forgot about that. That was the yeah. That I was doing that game, wasn't I? You were. I was hosting because yeah, because Andy wasn't 
Andy was uh, away, and I they brought me in to host. And they were just like stretch, stretch. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I thought you were going to be talking about that time when me, him, and Forrest were at Sportsnet, and he he had that one button. Right, when <laughs> directly in front of me. If that button explodes, that's coming right from my eye. I'm in yeah. line for this. That <laughs> button like, was under some stress. <laughs> no, there's a lot of duress like, for that. He's button. like, move, and you can actually see me just moving a little bit, going, if that thing pops, I'm not getting that, hit by it. That button was under more stress than David Moyes last year at West Ham. <laughs> <laughs> There was so yeah. much thread holding that thing. I, I like to think that that was December. I've actually lost a few since then. I like to think that I'm in I'm in better condition. The button would wouldn't be under quite the same duress. It was all the but, heat in Portugal. Yeah, forty degrees. Yeah, a couple of days there, forty. It was unreal. A lot, of, a lot of water there. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we are, we've got lots of good stuff coming up on on, on the prime. So Wongo, don't don't accept our buyout options just yet okay you keep that 64 dollars. We'll, we'll keep it and then i think we'll be going places at some point um other stuff oh so brian they beat luton 4-1 first uh top flight game in 31 years for luton peli ruddock mpanzu for luton do you know the this this crazy stat did you hear this yeah played for the same club in all in five different divisions yeah yeah that's incredible for the same that club. That is incredible. That is a Luton legend. Yeah. Yeah. I Even mean, though to make, it, to make a jump mistake. up from the conference to the fourth division is a big jump and to the third division, these are all big, big jumps. How yeah. how difficult is that, Craig and Jimmy? Like how how hard would it be just to be with the same club and elevating your play to match each level? Because I would think that's almost unheard of. Has it ever Absolutely. been done before? Yeah, most guys can't make that jump. They 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 get settled into whatever division they're in. Um, Wrexham striker is a good example of that. Um, trying to remember yeah. his name off the top of my head. Ryan Reynolds, I think his name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Ryan. <laughs> he's the striker. But you know, he's a he's fourth, third tier conference level. Um, never made that jump up. You know, late developers like Vardy who made the jump. Uh, Wimbledon football club. Several of those guys were playing in the fourth tier and went all the way up to the the top tier um, with uh, Wimbledon, but that's uh, yeah, very rare, very rare to make to be able to to make that step, even even make one or two steps, let alone the one to the Premier League. Even if you know you're playing for a team that's probably going to get relegated, it's still an incredible achievement. Well, I mean, yeah. Paul Mullen uh, at Wrexham, he went down a division, didn't need to necessarily, but they're going to pay him more than he would have made in, in league football last year. That's right, Mullen. That's it. Yeah, Paul Mullen, yeah. And yeah. Uh, obviously was key to them winning promotion. He's suffered that yeah. that punctured lung. He's out for a bit right now. How did the, actually, how did Wrexham do this weekend? I didn't even look. No idea. Let's have a look, because they got smashed in their first game. They won in the cup, though. Uh, let's see. Wrexham, Wrexham, Wrexham. Okay, they tied uh, Wimbledon. 1-1. One, one. Uh, having beaten Wigan in the EFL Cup first round on, on Penns last week. And the course got smashed by MK Dons 5-3. So there you have it. Got their first points in league football in a very long time. Yeah, good for them. They'll be interesting to see how they do. 
they do in that division. I, I think they've got some finances and spent some money that they could compete. I think um, there are some rules and financial fair play rules in that division, but I think that will actually help them because I think the revenue stream is pretty good at the moment. Yeah. Well, they're favorites to, to win promotion, right? To win that league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I think is ridiculous. <laughs> That's just all the money yeah. coming from the States, I bet you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, behind them. Because, I mean, for them to win that league first year would be an incredible feat and highly unlikely. You could, it could be competitive, but to win it, I mean, to go back-to-back promotions for a club like Wrexham would be its almost unheard of, I think. Well, teams have done it. Teams have done it before. I think teams have done it the other way. I know that much. I mean, Wolves did uh, three consecutive years from top flight to the fourth tier mm-hmm. back in the day. So, Sunderland. the other way. Sunderland, yep. Sunderland made a couple of drops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wolves, by the way, are playing later today against Manchester United. Just uh, for those wondering. Um, the last mm-hmm. match in the Prem this weekend, Crystal Palace beat the Blades 1-0. Edouard scoring, and uh, they expect a big season from him. has been pretty disappointing since joining from Celtic. So that's your Prem story. Um, oh, other by the news- way, you- hmm? Ever- Everton Fulham. Oh, sorry, Everton Fulham. That's right. Oh, Jesus Christ. This one. Everton have not changed, have they? No. <laughs> Doesn't Holy appear so. crap. How many chances? How many opportunities? Ridiculous. And, and they just can't score goals. It's ridiculous. Michael Keane scored a goal. It was disallowed. I, I don't know how. I mean, Tokowski was called for a foul on, on Burnt Leno. I don't know if you guys saw this one. Extremely no. harsh. Like, Leno was coming for the, for the ball into the box, and uh, Tokowski was kind of backing into him, but it was, it was just 50-50. It happens all the time. I would have let it go for sure. And Michael Keane scored the goal, disallowed for that, which is extremely, I thought, unfortunate. Um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin out for a change Jesus Christ I mean he's he's your goal scorer but you just can't rely on him so they are investing some money I think on forwards Um, they just have to it's just uh, you worry about Everton don't you yeah Yeah, they just gotta hope that they're not as bad as the uh, the bottom three or the three promoted sides all lost and (laughs) they'll be in another dog fight at the bottom I I don't see them finishing halfway up the table I think they're going to be in that scrap at the bottom bottom third yeah mm-hmm. yeah me as well Fulham listen it's a good three points to them but Mitrovic is uh, linked with Saudi Arabia which wouldn't be ideal considering he's their their main source of goals came off the bench in this one I believe but uh, that that Saudi story doesn't go away this morning it seems that Neymar is on his way to Al-Hilal for $100 million or thereabouts in transfer fee, plus an obscene amount of money, of course. So another one. This would have been a bigger story, wouldn't it? A year ago, it seems Neymar's kind of reputation has taken a huge hit the last year, doesn't it? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he what is he? He's 29, 30 years old now, right? Yeah, he's 30 now, I think. Yeah. 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 You really, you don't hear much about him anymore, do you? He's been hurt so much. Yeah. Apparently, you hear about Atari's him because he's about him shit going to in his house parties and the mayor of the town he lives in is getting all pissed off, not for his footballing. Yeah, but apparently the deal will not go through until he passes his medicals. Okay, and with because him, that's always a question mark. With his ankles are supposed to be shot. So mm-hmm. if, if he passes his medical, then they're, they're going to do the deal. 
oh, you know what, though, Jimmy? This is he's going to pass that medical. This is another brand awareness operation, right? Isn't it? They signed Neymar. You got yeah, Ronaldo in there. You got some huge names in I there. And I, Neymar, I love him. I hate him. He's a huge name. Yeah, he's going to pass that medical. He lives in one foot. I think they uh, they've got to be clever how they do it as well. Because yeah, it'd be great publicity. But then if he doesn't show up and he's not playing, he only plays three, four games, and it's a flop and a waste of money. So I think they they'll, they'll do it right. Yeah, but a waste of money. What's a waste of money in in Saudi Arabia right now? They don't care. They don't care. He's just trying to keep his seventy yeah. percent of his population under the age of thirty five happy. Is that what it is? Seventy percent of the 35? population is under the age of thirty five. Yeah. Is that because it's of all the murders? It's a lot of young people. Yeah, where are the old people? Or do we not need to ask that question? Well, the population has gone up so quickly. They're only at 2 million for a 1,000 years or whatever because they, they're a piece of sand. Then they found oil. Holy shit, did they ever find oil. <laughs> that was some, some party, wasn't it? Shagging everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now they can do anything they want. Yeah. And they are. They are absolutely very eyes. Uh, the Seat of Zone signed them up in UK to show all their games, so they got a TV deal now as well. Who cares? <laughs> uh, Jude Bellingham made his debut in La Liga for Real Madrid, scored a beauty, looked just very much the part in those Real Madrid colors. He did. Very impressive for a teenager still. Just ridiculous what he's doing, and uh, that's uh, looking pretty good. I mentioned before Mancini's quit Italy. It's a weird, weird run, eh? His manager for Italy. You, you win Euro, but you fail to qualify for the World Cup. Well, we were in the same boat. Won the Gold Cup and failed to qualify for a World Cup. It's that same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Twice, right, in fact, because they, they failed to qualify for two World Cups, mm-hmm. and they won Euro. So it's just the same as Canada, actually. So are you saying that Holger Oshik is actually our version of Roberto Mancini? Well, Italy will be fine now. They'll never not go to a World Cup. <laughs> if they don't, they've done something very wrong. A thousand yeah. teams being qualified. Yeah. Well, 48-team World Cup. That's a, If you don't qualify for that, <laughs> you don't deserve to be there. We got, Craig, we got years to complain about that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. Although, and we will. See, well, and we will. Well, Canada's <laughs> under 15s. They just played in the uh, CONCACAF championship, right? I think they finished fifth. Who's that? Canada's under 15s. Didn't they lose to Haiti 1 0? Yeah, Haiti 1 mm-hmm. 0. Yeah. Jesus, what's going on there? Haiti yeah. keeps getting results, though, don't they? Like, Women's World Cup, they made it. Mm-hmm. They're doing. They, I've been watching them. They always do well in the in Concacaf. Like they're not getting blown out. It's, it's as if they like their kids play lots of football. Yeah, and they're actually like really a, a soccer nation. They just love it and they worship the ground that the heroes play on. Well, they probably be. let them play. It's not like our kids. And I'll tell you a fun fact, a fun story. This is weekend. it, is, Jimmy? Is it going to be fun? No, but it's just going <laughs> to tell you the rest of the world are playing football 
and we're limiting our kids. I go up to Ottawa for a tournament, sorry, festival, because we can't call it tournament. Okay. My son's got three games, eight o'clock in the morning, and then he played at 10 and 12, right? We get a rule that comes through to the team manager that it will be each game will be two 15 minute halves. Okay. Now, We've got 12 players on the team. It's 7v7, so six outfielders. And then everybody's got to have equal playing time. So my son plays seven minutes first half, second half, seven minutes, 14 minutes. In total, in three games, my son played 45 minutes. All the players. Back in the car, back to Toronto. What an absolute waste. Of course it is. And some of the, some it's a massive expense. It's massive expense to these parents. And this is what this pay to play thing doesn't work all that well because most families can't afford it. No, but you, you know, go up and your kid plays 20 minutes and the kid, the kids are fuming because after they, they want to play, right? They're restricting them saying, Oh no, we got to look after the safety of the players. But as soon as the game's done, they had a basketball court there. The kids are all playing basketball. They're all running around like lunatics, but you can only play 45 minutes of football. And why is this? Oh, these are the rules that they, they implement and put in place. But why, though? For what reason? I would love to know. We're talking this is about fan the, fest. Fan festival. But I bet you, if you go down to Haiti and you go to the rest of the world, these kids are playing for hours and hours. But mm. we, we, we restrict them because we got to look after them. So you're going to play seven minutes, one half, seven minutes, the next half. That is ridiculous. Buddy, it you really should. The kids were fuming. We got no chance. We got no chance. There was a great article in The Telegraph. It's a joke. The the Telegraph had an article, I think it was this weekend, um, looking at the the US situation, right? And the women obviously having a terrible World Cup. Now, listen, in fairness, they they, they play pretty well. They could still have... I don't think they're a terrible team, uh, the Estates, by any stretch. But the point was that be really careful when negotiating with national bodies and, and giving all the money to the players and taking away from the development. And that's kind of the premise of this. The states signed this landmark deal, which which pays the players a hell of a lot of money. And at the expense of what? That's what you don't hear about. And that's something really important, I think, for us to consider here as well. It used to, and it got me thinking, and we haven't got time to get too deep into it right now, but it used to be you play for your country, not for the money, right? You play for the honor of representing Canada or whoever it's going to be. It's not about earning. That wasn't your earning opportunity. Your earning opportunity was making money for your club. Craig is smiling. Um, have we well, forgotten about this? certainly didn't do it for the money. <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah. is this something that we've forgotten though? Is it? That that really it shouldn't be about the money. There is so much money to go around and you've got to finance all the programs to develop a, a strong program nationally. Mm. And, and really putting that Canadian show on shouldn't really be about being paid really fairly what you should make because it's international football. It's not club football. Right. I mean, that, that would, they are not your employers. Your employers are the clubs and that's where your bread and butter is. And that's where we always talked about. That's where you made your money and you can play internationally, but that was more of a hindrance than anything else. And as the bonuses were okay, but you know, you're not doing it for that. For what sure. was your bonus? What was your bonus when you won the gold cup again? Uh, it wasn't a lot, but because we qualified for the Confed Cup, that's sort of when mm. we got, we got sort of, yeah. When you're smoking in the boys' room, smoking in the boys' room, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Isn't Canada? Yeah, we play Japan in Nagata, or I think they're playing in Nagata. I think too, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they're. It's right by it? out the airport, Nagata, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that was a, a good really game. Right? That's a good fixture. Nice, That's nice stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Really nice stadium. You just need more of them. Um, yeah. <laughs> Argentina's charging like five mil a game, right? So that. they should. No, but anyway, it's just got me thinking that mm-hmm. this whole you know labor strife in, in in Canada right now. Players should be paid, of course, they should to a certain degree, but at what expense? And that's what the new leadership regime have figured out, certainly it seems. And maybe the players are beginning to figure out as well. The money's not there. But anyway, this is boring as hell. Um, CPL this weekend, Valor beat Cavalry 3-2. That was a big one, big loss for Cavalry. Uh, Wanderers beat Vancouver 3-0, as Wonga predicted um, after the match. Forge tied York United 3-3. <laughs> Man, that was some match. That was a classic. Terrible defending, though. Jesus. Um, and uh, Pacific Atletico, what was the final in there? That was yesterday's game. Jimmy, you did yeah. it. What was it? 1-0? Ottawa won 1-0. Yeah. yeah Ollie, right. Ollie Bassett stepping up again. Again? Yeah. Is he the best player in the league? He's up there. He's one of them, that's for sure. Clever little player. He was on fire. How many games left in the season? on fire as well. It's a beautiful color of amber. How many games left? Uh, I think both uh, all the teams are probably around 10. Yeah. Maybe 10 games left. So the, the race is getting tight. Table's very, very tight. Pacific's on in first place with 32 points. Calvary behind them on 30 with Forge. Then in fourth, you got Ottawa and 28 points. Halifax on 28 points. And York on in sixth place, hovering just outside the playoffs on 26 points. Top five, right, Jimmy? Top five go through, yep. So what happens is first and second will play. Yep. And the winner first and second go automatically to the final. And then from then on, everybody else plays to, to get to the final. Oh, right. It's like it's the curling. football, man. This weekend, lots That's of goals fun. scored. Uh, it was brilliant. Fubo TV is your, your destination, courtesy one soccer. FuboTV.com slash footy prime. Uh, and sprinkle a little bit of money on some of these teams on TonyBet.ca. Wonga, almost out of time here, uh, but we've got some some male sackers, have we not? We do, and you, you sent them in? over to me. I, f- I thought they were great, except we're not going to do that because I've got a big quandary in front of me. I came home oh. this morning. I need everyone to help me out. We'll put up a poll. My bike was stolen. So hey, I was you're in the Trentonia. backyard. Yeah, my super cycle, my $200 super cycle was stolen. I bought it cheap because I knew downtown Toronto gets stolen. I left it unlocked in my backyard, and you have to come in through a gate, right, in my backyard. But much to my surprise, there was a more expensive bike right beside it where my bike was. So now I have a $1,000 Minelli mountain bike. So someone must have stolen my bike, got spooked, and left the other bike. And he left, or she left, they left with one bike, that was worth $200 and left a $1,000 mountain bike. So what do I do? How do I approach this? Because now I have a stolen bike in my backyard that is way better than the super cycle that I purchased yeah. in the first Put place. Put a lock on it to start with. Okay, that's number <laughs> yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you now, don't even waste your time. You'll never find it. I had my bike stolen when I was living downtown in the underground. And I had a nice mountain bike that I used to ride into training every morning. I loved it. And then... My ex at the time, she had a bike, really nice bike, you know, with a little basket, quite cool. And I came in one day into the underground and I'm driving and I'm looking and I'm like, fuck, 
my bikes got stolen. She's like, oh my God, I can't believe it. And, and then I started laughing. And she goes, why are you laughing? I said, because your bike's still there. They obviously thought yours was shite. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the thing. This is my third bike that's been stolen. But I want to know, should I go around looking for this other person's bike? Like saying, hey, I have this expensive bike in my backyard. That's good. It is a quandary. First of all, what a stupid fucker. The dumbest, not you, the, the, the thief. I mean, yeah. it's about yeah. Canada's dumbest criminals. Pretty stupid. Um, Have you rode it yet, car, by Maybe the way. it doesn't get hit by all seized up. No, no, I, I wrote it already. <laughs> I, tried, I went up and down the street with it. Does it ride nice? <laughs> oh, man. It's a, it's worth a fact. It's a, it's a Manelli silhouette mountain bike. So a road bike. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, Wanga, the, the, if you're a good person, you'll you'll call the police and say, "Because maybe someone's reported it and it's got a, I don't know they can." Oh, that's a great it. idea. Because that's, that. that's what a good person would do. Because we all know how it feels to have things stolen, bikes in particular. I think we probably all had a bike stolen in Toronto. I have, and it sucks. My bike yeah, was yeah. cheap as well, but it, you just feel awful. You feel dirty. These pricks, these motherfuckers. I can't stand thieves. Can you tell? Mm. Um, so I think you should do what's right. Okay. If you don't, I'll also understand that because it's a nice bike. <laughs> right. I'm just worried that I'm going to bike down to meet Greg and Jimmy and JC for a beer. And I'm riding this expensive bike and someone will go, hey, is that your, you know, like I lost a bike exactly like that because it's downtown is small. And if you're a, a, a thieving, if you're a bike thief, it's a small little area that you're stealing from. It's not like you're doing it out in Brampton from mm -hmm. downtown toronto because that's a long bike ride yeah or scar you know so there you're you go that's my wonger's mail craig's sack. list craig's. <laughs> yeah. get an electric scooter Ooh. <laughs> my brother got one of them he had a wicked wipeout the other night drunk uh, right yeah oh, yeah yeah we my brother <laughs> my other brother had a, a little get together party so we we're all having a, a few it was after, actually after beer fest ah when you guys were there. So my brother was in a good state and he's like, okay, I'm going to take my scooter home. And you know, my brother's a little bit pudgy, right? <laughs> funny, funny guy. Anyways, he's riding along and there's somebody on the sidewalk. So he figures, oh, I'll just go around them up this little grass. Well, he's flying a few drinks in him and he must have went ass overhead <laughs> about 20 feet from where his scooter landed. <laughs> This guy comes over. He's like, hey, hey, are you okay? My brother's like, get away from me. Get away from me. He said he was just lying there. He had scrapes all down his arm, right? Couldn't breathe, like punctured his rib. Scrapes Jesus. all down his legs. Yeah, like really bad. Ripped his shirt. So he gets back up and he goes, you know, Jimmy, he goes, really? He goes, I should have went to, went to the hospital. He goes, because I'm struggling big time right now. He goes, but in my mind... He thought I'd be better off if I went to Popeye's. So he goes, he went to Popeye's and got a 20-piece bucket of chicken. <laughs> he said he was, he was standing in line, right? He's got this like, little helmet, blood dripping down his arms. <laughs> and he just went, I, I just felt in a better place, and I thought chicken would help me at this time. <laughs> he, he walked into his condo, and his missus is looking at him like, Mike, what the fuck? He goes, I'm in a bad spot, babe, but this chicken's really going to help me. I'm telling you right now. He's <laughs> out there and ate his chicken. <laughs> because usually they're, they're not the options, right? Hospital, one option. The other option isn't generally speaking Popeyes. No. And it, it, it might be, it it might be a walk-in clinic. 
It might be, yeah. let's get home and assess it tomorrow. No, Popeye's was the alternative. You should, have seen, you should have seen the state of him. I got to see if I can find a picture. Like scrapes and blood everywhere. <laughs> and he just felt a bucket of 20-piece chicken would be the answer. How's the scooter? Oh, it's messed up. He says he's got to get it fixed. <laughs> Is it fucked up? Yeah. <laughs> Here's one for you in Portugal. And this is our good friend, Jeffrey Nesca, friend of the show. Tronto Till I Die, fantastic podcast. Um, so we have been shooting all day in 40 degrees at the Estadio de Luge, right? It was hot, like so hot. And we were exhausted. We've been there for hours. So we sat down by this little uh, little beer booth outside the stadium because that's what you do in Lisbon because it's freaking civilized, unlike Canada. Um, and we had a couple, well, four, three or four pints in about an hour, having not really eaten and have sweat the entire time. So we're all feeling pretty good at this point. So we leave to get to our Uber and we're walking through this parking lot and there was a, like a three foot step to jump down into the parking lot to get to our Uber, right? And I see it and we all see it and we, and we kind of climb down except for Jeffrey Nesker. Jeff doesn't see it. He's walking with this bag of camera gear on him, right? He's heavy. He's weighed down as it is. And he just picture him walking off the edge without knowing. <laughs> Three foot drop. Oh, no. Bam! And, and I, I missed it. So I'm in the front. I look at all I hear is this massive bang and everyone going, oh, no. And I look around, there's Jeff on his back like a beetle. <laughs> just his, his knee and his arm just brutalized just bleeding and scraped and are you okay jeff i don't know <laughs> <laughs> he was all right he got up he's, he's he's tough as nails as jeff he got up and he whined a lot and we took care of him but still it's just i i missed it but the guys that saw it said it was the funniest thing <laughs> you just yeah. see this guy walking and then a three-foot drop without realizing and then he went uh, and bought popeyes yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. <laughs> no, actually, you have to go to the pharmacy and get some bandages and stuff for him. Oh, just bleed Tarasco's, maybe. Yep, yeah, good Tarasco. <laughs> anyway, that's my bloody story. Um, all right, let's, yeah, maybe we we'll get to these mail sackers uh, next podcast. We've got some great yeah, ones about sure. cheese, by the way. Yeah, uh, we, we're talking about cheese. Come and bear. Apolog uh, apologies also to everyone. We know our schedule has been all over the place uh, due to the broadcast, World Wins World Cup schedules. So we're going to kind of cement our schedule coming up in the fall. But please keep subscribing, downloading, listening, interacting with us. We really appreciate it. Well said, Wonga. Yes, the, the European season is upon us. That's when we thrive during this podcast. And uh, lots of news coming up in the coming weeks as well. Exciting news. And uh, we're going nowhere. Uh, as I mentioned, make sure you download and listen to broadcast from Sunday as to get you set for the Women's World Cup semifinals. Uh, until then, thank you, Tony Bet. Thank you, Fubo. Thank you, JC, Jimmy, Craig, Wonger. I'm Sean. Cheers for listening. Keep on these papers. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. Boom. Nice show, boys. Great show. Nice, boys. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Market.